0: hello hello lovely people you are listening to the future is bilingual podcast with me heather kojo it is march spring is right around the corner and it's getting warm in new england although it might not stay but i'm feeling very optimistic about it spring is coming and with spring it feels like a new year is starting I also have a lot of motivation after the Women in Language Conference, which just ended. So if you're like me and you want a fresh start, keep listening to this episode. We're going to talk about new habits and how to make sure you stick to them. So I'm going to give you five steps and lots of tips and anecdotes from my own personal journey trying to fit habits into my life. So I hope this episode will be helpful for you. And I always want to know what you guys are up to. So you can find me on Instagram at the future is bilingual. Or you can write me an email at tfibpodcast at gmail.com. Now let's get to the episode. Okay, guys, so let's jump right into this. The first step I want you to do is to decide what habit you want to instill. What habit are you trying to make a part of your everyday life, or maybe weekly, monthly? What is something you want to do more of? So that's the first step. Step two, what does your schedule actually look like right now? So that's why it might be important to take a larger view and not just the day-to-day view. If your day-to-day life is not the same, Monday, Saturday, Thursday, maybe your days look different. So you might need to look at it on a bigger scale, like by the week or by the month. The third step is what do I need in order to complete this task? What do I need in order to do this habit? to do this activity, this thing that I want to do. The fourth step is to now finally look at what you need, look at your actual schedule, and decide where you're going to try and put it in. So that is step number four, is actually planning, putting it into your schedule. And step number five is how to keep yourself motivated. Okay. So, now that we know what the five steps are, let me give you some concrete examples from my own life of goals uh, that I'm trying to instill at the moment in mid March. So, you might know if you follow me on Instagram, I've started studying Italian recently. And I just want to say on, on a side note that it's been really nice because the languages I've studied previously I know French and Spanish, and then I studied Polish, Korean, Arabic. Japanese and going back to romance after all of that is such a breath of fresh air. So, for all you language nerds out there, you probably understand it's just so comfortable. Um, I'm so ingrained in the romance languages. They're the languages I speak the best besides English. So, just a little side note, it's been really pleasant, I guess I want to say, studying Italian. Um, I can kind of relate it to like when you're just newly dating somebody. Like, I am excited every day to study Italian because. It feels really easy. It's very new still. Everything I'm learning is super basic. I'm at the A1 level. So everything's super basic and I'm really easily able to grasp it. So to contrast that, because that is like its own special thing, I'm gonna talk a little bit about how I'm trying to maintain my Polish and my French um, and still increase my Polish because I don't consider myself perfectly fluent. I don't have all of the vocab that I would like to have to be able to hold conversations. So, What are some habits that I wanna instill? Uh, I'm gonna be really realistic. Study Italian for five minutes a day. So even if I don't do more than that, that's okay because life is busy. I would like to read more in Polish and that's not super specific. So I need to be more specific. Um, I practice speaking it, but I wanna practice speaking it more um, rather than just with kids, like with adults. So maybe I need to call my friends more. We've created a Women in Language. Polsky group um, for people that were at the conference that want to practice Polish. So maybe some of those Zoom calls will help. But those are that's another goal. I want to use it more. But reading, I think, will really help me with my vocab. So I think that's what I'm going to focus on. And then for French, I want to read another novel in French because I haven't done that in a little bit. I've been lazy and I've been reading only in English for pleasure, I want to say. And then um, to keep reading academic papers in preparation for my studies that are coming up in the fall. Just to kind of be in that world so that I'm not totally culture shocked when I do start back in academia. Okay, so those are pretty lofty goals. Um, I also have lots of goals that aren't language related, like sleeping more, going on a walk every day, or exercising, getting outside more with the kids. So your goal, whatever your habit is that you want to instill, it can be really anything. Of course, this podcast, we are language people, so that's why I'm going to focus on the languages. Okay, so then I look at my schedule, and everyone's schedule is different, so I'm not going to get too nitty-gritty into the specifics, but we have a pretty, not strict routine, but there's certain things that have to happen at certain parts of the day. The kids are used to eating breakfast at a certain time. They go down for nap at a certain time. Um, They go to bed at a certain time, so you might have more flexibility. Maybe you're living alone, and you can do whatever you want. Um, Maybe you have a really intense work schedule that you have to fit things around. So it really depends. Maybe you're working from home now and you don't have a schedule and that's really hard. So if you are in that boat where you don't have a schedule anymore, you're not commuting anywhere, I would say maybe start instilling some rituals like you're always going to eat dinner at the same time. That might just help you if you feel like you're just wandering around your house all day. Um, Maybe your kids are homeschooling, you know, virtual schooling in their home and there's no routine to the day. You can start building in some routines if you feel like you need that structure. Uh, So I would say personally, my life is now (laughs) determined by the kids. And I really like to work when they're napping or when they're sleeping. So they usually nap around one to three in the afternoon. They go to bed around seven or eight. Um, but i personally have more energy during the nap time than i do after 8 p.m. that's just how i am i'm a morning person but i'm not really a morning person anymore because they wake me up too early and i don't really feel good enough at 5:30 or 6 to start doing actual work i've gotten out of the habit <laughs> so you know it it depends on your season of life where are you right now your life is going to change we all know this now because covid has changed all of our lives but really you know This is gonna be just for a certain time. Your life might change in six months. Life might change sooner than that. But we just need to be uh, constantly kind of aware of what our schedule looks like. What can we not move? So for me, I'm not gonna mess with nap time because that is sacred and I know my kids need it and I know I need it. Um, So that's important, same with bedtime. Other things like when we go outside, when we eat can be a little bit shifted depending on our day. Uh so and also you're kind of when you're looking at your schedule, you're thinking about yourself. How do I work best? That's our third question as well. What do I need? So step three, what do you need to do this new habit? So I'll go back to my languages. Italian, like I said, I can pretty much do it anytime because it's really easy right now. It's a really basic level. And I found that I can even study it a little bit while the kids are playing near me. So their sound doesn't really bother me. However, if I'm trying to read more serious articles, reading in Polish, reading in French, like an academic paper. Sometimes that can be, I don't really have the concentration. Same with listening to a podcast. If the kids are being loud, I can't really do that. So there's certain activities that I want to do when it's quiet or, you know, maybe on a walk by myself or uh, when I'm washing dishes, I can listen to something. But there's certain activities that work better during certain times of day, during certain, in certain environments. So you definitely wanna think about what is this activity and what do I need? So another example is this podcast. There's no way I'm going to record the podcast when the kids are awake. So when I do the podcast work, I'm also doing that during nap time and after they go to bed. So for me, that time is really sacred because that is the time I can get the best work done. But like I said, I don't work, my brain doesn't work so well after 8 p.m. And also I wanna spend time with my husband. So you have to take all these factors into consideration and think, what is going to work best for me? Do I want to schedule all of my work after 8 p.m. and spend no time seeing my family? Or is that not my priority? Right? Can I fit that time in somewhere else? I've actually been very surprised how much I can read, especially in English. I can read a novel while the kids are playing. That doesn't bother me. I've even started studying a little bit of Italian while the kids are playing that doesn't bother me. If we go outside, you know, I just, if I have a small book, I can take it with me. Um, So try and be sneaky and see if you can fit things in when you thought you didn't have time. So, you know, if I just looked at my schedule and said, well, I'm with the kids until they fall asleep at one, I wouldn't get anything done. And I was in that, that boat for a long time. And then I realized, you know what, I think I can actually do some work. Now they're able to play by themselves, play a little bit more fairly, where they're not screaming at each other, um, just because they've gotten older. So like I said, the season of life is going to change, and you can modify your schedule with it. The fourth step, now we're finally going to put it into our schedule. When would it work best? So I know for me, uh, in the morning, I like to uh, do some stretching if I can before breakfast. So that's another habit I'm trying to instill. I like to read in the morning if possible, right? This is kind of ideal. So while the kids are quiet and playing, I can read. Um, So maybe in English, or maybe I'll try reading more in French. Um, We'll see. Then during nap time, those two hours, I wanna focus on getting work done. So whether that's for the podcast, whether that's maybe reading more in Polish, whether that is, you know, doing some work, academic work in French, something that's gonna take more of my mental capacity. Then uh, in the evening I've been trying to go on walks now that it's finally getting nice when my husband gets home. And so that's another really nice, just mental break for me to get away from the kids. I can actually walk fast because if you have toddlers, you know they are extremely slow and stop at everything. So kind of having these little pockets in my day, even if they're not long, even if I'm walking for 15, 20 minutes, um, it's something to look forward to and it's a mental break. So, and just, and also knowing like when I have time, here's the options of things I can do. I can go for a walk. I can go outside and read. I can study for 15 minutes. You know, having a few options at the ready, I think helps rather than just saying, okay, I don't know what to do. Now my husband's with the kids. I think I'll just scroll Facebook for 15 minutes. We've all been there, right? The little death scroll where you just keep going and going because it never ends. So we also have to be really aware of these time suckers, these things that will suck us in and waste our time. So I personally know I get very sucked into social media and I need to be really conscious of that. So one of my March goals is to be on my phone less and play with my kids more and read more. Uh, And then finally, at night, I know that right before bed, I wanna read a fiction novel in English. I don't really feel like reading uh, anything nonfiction where I have to think too much, you know, nothing historical. I want to read just a fiction story that's going to be really calming. So there is a podcaster and she also wrote a book. Uh, Kendra Adashi is the lazy genius. She talked about reading different books at different times a day. And that was a really smart idea that I adapted from her. So depending on your energy level, she reads about three different types of books, but she reads them at different times in the day. So that's how she's able to read multiple books at once because she has specific times when she's going to read that type of book. So I really liked that. Okay, let's talk about all the ways we need to keep ourselves motivated. We can have all these lofty goals, and I'm the queen of this, making amazing goals and then not sticking to them. So how to keep yourself motivated? You can tell yourself, I'm just going to do five minutes. You can also use a timer. I'm going to set the timer, and I'm going to work out for 10 minutes. When the timer goes off, I can stop. And you know what? Often when you just get over the the hurdle of starting, you'll keep going. So if you say, OK, I'm just going to study Italian for five minutes. Most of the time I would keep studying when I when I have used that strategy, because once you're in it, you're like, well, I'm not going to stop now. Five minutes is already up and I've barely done anything. And you're already kind of entranced into it. So it's much easier to keep going. Another way that's helped me to stick to certain things is doing it at the same exact time. So like I said, I wake up, I try and stretch right when I come downstairs before I eat. And that way it's just, it's easier to become a habit because it's, it's also backed up by other things. Like after I brush my teeth, I come downstairs, get out the yoga mat and do some stretching before making tea or breakfast for myself. The kids, yes, they're already eating. But just having like a certain set time, so whether it's a time of day or whether it's In the routine of things, what does it come after? That's really helpful. Um, It kind of takes the mental energy out of it. You don't have to think about what am I going to do now? Okay, a lot of us that maybe had to suddenly be at home uh, after COVID broke, you're like, well, what am I going to do with all this free time? I could do anything. And a lot of times when we have too much freedom, we end up doing nothing. So we might need some more structure in our lives. Uh, Now I've been home for over two years, so I've gotten much better at the Endless amounts of time where I could do anything, but I end up doing nothing. So that's it's a really interesting conundrum. <laughs> um, and another example of that is that I usually do a Duolingo when my kids first go down for nap. So I wait for the tea to boil, and I'll do a quick lesson on Duolingo. Bam, five minutes to done. And it's it's at the same time roughly every single day. So it's just a way to, um, for me, like, kind of check it off my to-do list. Like I know that Duo is going to bother me later if I haven't done my lesson. So that way it just checks that box and they don't bother me. And then same thing, like I said, when my husband comes home at 5, I know at 5.30 I'm going to go take my walk. And also he knows that I'm going to go take a walk. So that way it's just easier on everybody when everybody knows what the expectation is. As I said earlier, I like to know like one or two options of what I can do with free time. So as a stay-at-home mom, when you suddenly get that pocket of free time, Like, okay, the kids both went down. It's a miracle. What am I going to do with this free time? And then you end up just doing nothing. Let me check my messages. And then you get on social media. And then you're checking your email. And then you're doing who knows what. That's not how I want to use my sacred two hours of nap time. So I think having like one or two good options, like I will use this time to read that book in Polish. I will use this time to read that academic article in French. And then picking one of those, like, should I do this or this? And then just going with that. So, limiting your choices, I find that really helps me. I don't like having too many choices. Uh, you might have also heard of this technique that's called batching. Batching is in, when people are talking about scheduling, doing the same task, but condensing them into one time of day. So, rather than checking your email throughout the day, maybe 5, 10, 15 times, depending on how busy. Your email boxes, or if you're using your work email, you just set up maybe one or two times a day. I'm going to check my email after breakfast, and then I'm going to check it, you know, before going to bed or something, before going up to do something at night, putting my kids down for bed. But you have a specific time of day, and then you give yourself like a good chunk of time, like 15, 30 minutes, depending on how many emails you're getting, and you deal with all the email stuff at once rather than trying to continually check it, and be on top of it all day, which is very stressful. So that's just one example with email. But um, same thing if you want to batch, let's say, your language study. So instead of studying five minutes in the morning and then five minutes during your lunch and five minutes in the afternoon and five minutes before bed, you just kind of find a space where you can study for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and do it all at once. Plus, you've got all your materials out. It just makes your life a lot easier to condense it into one time slot and then put it in your calendar, make it an actual appointment. So that's a really good way to just, it becomes a non-negotiable. It becomes something that you're not gonna move. Another way you can keep yourself motivated is to use an app because a lot of apps have the ability to send you a reminder at a certain time every day. Some apps have friends on there. So there's like a social effect where you can see how much, let's say how much your friends have walked and you've only walked 8,000 steps and they've walked 10,000 steps already. Um, There's apps that have streaks. So Duolingo is a classic one where you can study it every single day and you get a streak. So if that's something that motivates you, then definitely go for that. Um, I do find that that motivates me. So that's um, personal. But if it works for you, then do it. If it doesn't, forget it. Um, Often having somebody else that you're going to do this habit with is a really great way to keep yourself motivated. A lot of us don't want to let our friend down, even though we would let ourselves down. And yeah, that's kind of sad to say, but it's very true. If I've told a friend I will meet her in the park, I'm going to get to the park. Whereas if I just was like, oh, we should go to the park today, I'm more likely to change my mind. You know, same thing if I told my kids, I'm like, oh, now I have to go because I promised them. Whereas if it was just for myself, like, oh, we should get outside and go, I might not do it. So um, I also know... Marissa, who was a recent guest, she does study groups with friends and they call each other on Zoom. They all mute themselves, but they all spend the hour studying. So I think that's a really great way to kind of motivate yourself to get there, right? We, all, we talked about that hurdle of just starting. So if you are committed to a friend, you've told them you're going to go for that walk every morning. You told them you're going to do a study group with them. Uh, you signed up for a class. So even You know, it could be social, but it could be also monetary. If you pay for something, you're definitely more likely to stick to it. So there's lots of different techniques around that where you can, you know, put a quarter in a jar every time you do something. Uh, And one last thing I thought about was creating deadlines for yourself. So I personally am motivated by having a deadline. I have a lot of projects that I like to do. um, And sometimes I can get bogged down because they're all kind of half done and nothing's really... Necessarily having to be done at a certain time. So, I have to create deadlines for myself. Like, I will finish this project by this weekend because then I'm going to focus on the other project next week. Um, So, you can just kind of create these artificial deadlines just so that you get that motivation to finish it. You need a specific date or something that's going to tell you that we're not going to keep working on this. So, before we end, just some really quick reminders work smarter, not longer. And not harder. And I'm talking to myself here because I am the queen of perfectionism and trying to keep making things perfect and working and working and working on them when I could just tell myself, okay, it's done. Check. Done is better than perfect because I just need to move on. Uh, You can build in times for break. That's really important if you're someone who likes to overbook and you're a workaholic and you're trying to fit in too much stuff into a crowded day. Fit in some time for breaks. So whatever a break looks like for you, if it's getting outside, taking a nap, watching your favorite show on TV, playing with your kids, whatever that might be, if you need to, if you like to be very scheduled, schedule time for break. Make sure that's a priority. So our mental health is really, really important, as we all know. Uh, you might be surprised to find that working in small intervals can actually work. So I know that's the opposite of what I said about batching and doing things in big chunks. But I have found because I have to, because my kids are constantly interrupting me, that I can actually still get a good amount of work done in five to 10 minute intervals. And then they interrupt me and we play for a little bit and I come back to it. So it depends on the task. It depends on what you're trying to do. But let's say just if you want to work out more, you could maybe do just a few sit ups and some crunches, go play with your kids, especially if you're already laying on the floor. They're probably going to come play with you and then go back and do some burpees and then they come and they bother you and then you can do some stretching. So it doesn't have to be this perfect 20 minute workout um, with no interruptions. Cause if you're a parent like me, that's just not gonna happen. And you might not wanna spend your precious nap time working out or maybe that's just me. (laughs) Uh, So also try and sneak in some, whatever this uh, new activity that you wanna do, see if you can sneak it in somewhere. So for me, uh, if I'm reading something in Polish, uh, let's say just reading a book, like I was reading The Little Prince, um, or I'm even reading a new book for Polski Daily's book club, I just started reading it out loud and studying it around the kids. So if they're being loud, I can just read it out loud. That way I can understand it better. But trying to sneak it in because you're not going to have the perfect schedule. You're not going to have these hours of extra time necessarily to do everything you want to do. So you have to be kind of creative of where you can find time and maybe even look at how much time you might be wasting on your phone. If your phone has an app, you can download an app as well that will track how much time you're using. I was shocked to see how many hours a day I was spending on my phone because I didn't feel like I was sitting on it for a long time, but those minutes would add up. So if I did five minutes here and 10 minutes there, after the whole day of that, it added up to a lot of hours and I was shocked. So definitely be aware of those time suckers, Um, especially if you're not, you know, you don't feel like you're doing it all day. You might actually be doing it a lot more than you realize. So be very careful of those. So I hope this episode has been helpful. I just want a quick recap what the five steps were if you're trying to implement a new habit and make it stick. So one, decide on the habit because you're not going to get anywhere if you don't know what you want to do. Two, take a really hard and honest look at your schedule. Look at your day to day, look at it over a week, look at it over a month. So, your habit does not have to be something you're going to do every single day. Maybe I'm only going to read a French academic paper twice a week, right? It doesn't have to be something I'm going to do every single day in order to be a good habit and something that's going to help me and make me a happier person. So, third, you want to think about what you personally as an individual need to do this activity and do it well. What is your environment? What do you need in the environment? What's your ideal environment to do this activity? And then you're gonna look at your schedule again and see where do you have a chunk of time for that? Does it need to be quiet or can it be kind of noisy? What is your energy level throughout the day? So again, taking a really honest look at your schedule and thinking about you personally. When do you feel best? Maybe, unlike me, you're a night owl and you can get a lot of good work done after 8 PM. So just being really honest with yourself and then try things out. So the fourth step is to fit them into your day. So let's say I started doing a workout, let's say after my husband came home and it really just wasn't working out for me. I can change that. I can say, I don't like working out at night. I think I want to start working out in the afternoon or in the morning. So don't be afraid to change what you've decided, right? And try it out and see how you feel. And then the fifth and final step is to keep yourself motivated because it's great to make goals. It's really helpful to have a clear vision of what you want, but it's a whole nother step to continue to do it day after day, week after week, month after month. All right, guys, that's all for today's episode. Thank you for sticking around with me. And I would love to hear what goals or habits you are working on currently you guys know where to find me on Instagram and you know what my email is, but I will leave them in the show notes just in case. I'm also going to leave links to the Lazy Genius podcast, which I mentioned. You can also find her book and her website. That was Kendra Adashi. I will also leave a link to Routine and Things, which is by Ashley Brown. It's a podcast and she has a website. She also. Weekly talks about all things scheduling. So, if this is a topic that interests you, I highly recommend that podcast. And lastly, I will leave a link to Polsky Daily because I forgot to mention that I've been joining her weekly grammar classes as well as the weekly discussion groups. And now she has a book club starting. And I found it super helpful, like I said, to have that accountability and that weekly class. Um, so, I've just put it in my schedule and now it's a non negotiable. Two o'clock on this day one o'clock on this day, I know that I have a class. And I think that's a really great method if you are trying to work on a goal or trying to improve something. All right, that's all for today. Have a great rest of your week and take care.